This is the Change the Map podcast, where we inspire, educate, and resource you to transform the Buddhist world through prayer and action. Join us as we explore the mystical world of Buddhism, discover its unique challenges, meet Buddhist background followers of Jesus, and engage in strategic prayer to change the spiritual map of the Buddhist world. This week, I'm joined by Mark Doreen, a veteran cross-cultural worker and founder of our prayer movement, Change the Map. On today's episode, we talk about Mark's career overseas, the birth of the Change the Map movement, and ways that you can make a difference in global missions. Welcome to the very first episode of the Change the Map podcast. I'm your host, Josh, and my family and I have been working cross-culturally in the Buddhist world, primarily Laos and Thailand, for over a decade now. And today I'm joined by Mark Doreen, founder of Change the Map, and we are so excited that you are here with us today. This podcast is for leaders, pastors, missions directors, Um, people who love missions, who love prayer, who are excited about new cultures, and people that really want to get involved in the Great Commission. And so we're excited to have you. Mark, is it okay if I say that we are not anti-Buddhist? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're we're here to, uh, we love Buddhists. God's called us the Buddhist world. And so we're here to, there's, you know, there's a lot about the Buddhist world that's, that's, that we love. Yeah. And so a lot of my friends are Buddhist. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. So yeah, no, this is not anti-Buddhist at all. Yeah. So we're, we're, uh, so if you're here for the very first time, right? Like Mark and I are, (laughs) because this is our very first podcast, uh, we want to encourage you to like, and subscribe on, uh, the YouTube channel that we have, or on if you're listening to this uh, as an audio podcast, go ahead and like and subscribe so that you can get all of the content. Um, okay. We're steadily building more and more content on our YouTube channel, and we're also going to have these monthly podcasts, uh, weekly prayer uh, moment podcasts. And so if you want to be uh, the first to get all of those things, and you want to get them on time, then uh, go ahead and like and subscribe. So, Mark, let's get into this thing. Okay. All right. If you go. if you want to know about a product, if you want to know about um, an organization, you got to go to the the person that was there at the beginning, right? If you want to know about a religion, for Christianity, we look to the words of Jesus. You know, if people are interested in Buddhism, they'll look to the words of, of Buddha, right? If you want to get the heart of something, they say, "Hey, go to the people that were there at the beginning. Go to the founder." And that's why you're here today. So okay. Change the Map has kind of been your baby. And so we want to hear uh, from you of how this thing how this thing got started. Okay. Glad to be here. Thank you. Well, first of all, we want to know who you are. So who's Mark Doreen? You know, tell us a little bit about your current uh, status. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, okay. I'm, uh, I'm a dad. Uh, I have a, a wife who joined me here in Thailand almost 30 years ago. Uh, I have three kids. I have eight grandkids, so I'm okay, a pretty old guy, actually. <laughs> um, and uh, but uh, missionary here in Thailand for almost 30 years, serving up in Chiang Mai for uh, almost 20 of those, and now live in Bangkok, Thailand. And uh, the Lord's called us to uh, to lead, change the map. So awesome. Here we are. So here you are now. Hey, you know what? I forgot to say because <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm proud of it. Yeah. Because uh, they're they're experiencing like. 20 below zero weather there. I'm, I'm a Minnesotan. I'm from Minnesota, <laughs> okay, USA, okay. so I'm American. Okay. Yeah. I grew up in Ohio, not quite as cold as, as Minnesota, but we have our, have our times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, not like here. So how, so coming from Minnesota, you know, now you're here, change the map, you know, veteran missionary. 
how did you get started in, into missions? You know, what was it that kind of got you into Thailand? Did you always want to come to Thailand? Were you always, no. did you grow up wanting to be a missionary or was this something that happened over time? Yeah. So it takes me back to when I was 14 years old. Uh, I grew up in, in, a, in an Assembly of God church. My parents loved God, uh, trained us in the ways of the Lord. We were at church every time the doors were open, which back in those days, at least three times a week, right? But it was uh, on a, a Sunday morning, a missionary from Missionary Aviation Fellowship came to our church and showed the film uh, Jungle Pilot, I think it was called. But it was the, the story of the five missionaries who were uh, martyred in Quito, Ecuador, for their um, uh, excursion and evangelism into this very remote uh, tribe, Akha tribe. And uh, that story just touched the heart of a 14-year-old boy. And I know it, since then it's touched the hearts of lots and lots of people. Yeah. But uh, it touched my heart, and I sensed a call to missions. I talked to my pastor about it, my parents about it, and everyone said, okay, um, who knows? You know, that's <laughs> yeah. a that's a big deal. Yeah. And the and the call to missions is is kind of an odd call, isn't mm -hmm. it? Because who would leave their home culture and their family and go live somewhere else, their country and live somewhere else? So, but that was a call that stuck with me all of my you know all of my teenage years, and I went to college. I thought I was going to be a missionary pilot, so I studied flying and things. That's cool. And uh, but the Lord just kind of uh, every step of the way redirected me into a pastoral ministry. I served as a pastor in Minneapolis for several years. And then finally, at the age of 35, I finally got here to to, uh, to Thailand and served here ever since. Okay. So 20 years from the time God called you, now we're here in Thailand. Um, you know, I think any, you know, for us missionaries or anybody who uh, has lived in a culture that is not their, you know, their home culture. We've all kind of had that. I'm not in Kansas anymore <laughs> situation, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, whether you're, uh, you know, overseas for business or military or, uh, missions work, you know, there's something that happens that, that you say, you look around and you say, oh, okay, I wasn't prepared <laughs> for this. Or you, the, the switch kind of flips that says, yeah, this is not the world that I thought I, that I lived in. And so what was, what was the story? We, we, we all love stories, and so we want to hear a story, you know, that, that kind of switched, made that switch well, for you. Well, the first, I'm not in Kansas anymore, experience was <laughs> uh, landing in, you know, in February, mid-February, uh, from frigid, below zero weather, really, in Minneapolis to, uh, to the 90-plus hum high humidity weather here. So that was, that was the first one. It's like, <laughs> yeah. no, oh, this is a different world. Uh, but uh, really, I think the first uh, really powerful uh, thing that happened to us was in the first couple of days of coming into Chiang Mai. Uh, we stayed at this little guest house, Galair guest house, I remember, along the Ping River. And, uh, and, and some of our missionary friends helped us set up some houses to look at to rent. So uh, I was coming in with uh, uh, three kids, a 12-year-old, a 10-year-old, and a 5-year-old kid, Huge, huge, you know, change for a family. And uh, they showed us five different houses. And uh, and one thing that bothered us immediately about it, we noticed so clearly, was every house had this spirit house, like a, a dollhouse on, mm. on a pedestal sitting out in front of the house. And uh, Buddhist people in this part of the world, this part of Southeast Asia, 
believe in territorial spirits or property spirits, that every home, every business, schools, government complexes, uh, even mountains, roads, you know, they have their malls, own. Yeah, malls. Stores, yeah, malls. I mean, everything. Yeah, they all have their uh, spirit owner. Mm. In fact, they call it Jautidin, the owner of the, the, the land. And uh, so every house had this spirit house in front of it, and that bothered me, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, here we are. Uh, you know, that's not the spirit of God, is yeah. it? And, and, um, but the house that we liked the best didn't have one of those. It was a little bit different. But when you went into the house on the second floor, there's a great big open floor up there, and that was the prayer room of the house. Mm. And there was a big table sitting against one wall, and it was like a six, six or eight-foot table, a large table, and it was filled with idols. And one unique thing about it was it had these photos of a Indian guru. Mm. And so there's kind of a mixture yeah. of religion going on there. This guy, you know, with big hair and, and a huge beard and things. And I saw that picture downstairs too on the wall. But next to the table was this chair and leaning against the seat, the back of the chair was a large uh, photo of this guy from his waist on up. Mm. And and so life size. Yeah. And then there was a pair of pants laying on the, <laughs> the the chair with the legs hanging down to the floor, and then some sandals down there. So giving the appearance that this guy is sitting there in the chair. And then just set apart from the chair a little bit was this kneeling pillow on the floor. And so it was obvious this landlady she would kneel there. There's wax drippings there a in front. Altar, yeah, I mean she would kneel there, and she's so she kind of laughed and she said, "Yeah, I talk to this guy every day, and I get input and advice and so forth." But there was, I mean, there's incense burning and things like that. So it was a very spiritual place. And in fact, my son, ten years old at the time, uh, told us, "You know what? I can't come into this house. It's just." I, I, I don't want to be in there. Wow. It's a bad feeling. And he sat out on the front steps. He wouldn't come in the house. Wow. So, so you could feel it when you walk man, up there into the... There was a powerful presence there. Yeah. And so here we are, you know, this new family, brand new to Thailand. So we go back to our guest house and we say, what are we going to do? You know, we got to choose a house. And so, uh, but all the houses, you know, were very, were spiritual. Yeah. But this house was in the right location, the right price, the right size. It was a beautiful place. And so we wanted that house. And, and so we, we grabbed hands and sat on the floor and prayed. And we said, God, help us to know what to do. Because, man, I just began to feel like, what are we getting into? Yeah. You know, I'm bringing my kids into this kind of spiritual atmosphere. And, um, and as we just started to pray, and, and, and I'm, I'm going to have to put, uh, insert something here. Before we got to the field in our preparation time, I mean, we always, I always believed in prayer. Yeah. And so every church that we approached for support and prayer support uh, in preparation to come to Thailand, we challenged people, hey, if God puts it on your heart, would you promise to pray for us every day for the next four years? Wow. Which is a huge commitment. Yeah. And I wondered if we'd yeah. get anybody to sign up, you know. But by the end of a year and a half of this, we had over 600 people's names on that that wow. prayer list. So I know people were praying for us. So that yeah. as we joined hands and prayed in that guest house, the the word of the Lord just immediately came to my mind. Uh, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world, that first John 4 mm. passage. Uh, and I knew without a shadow of a doubt that God was saying, okay, I'm able to overcome any kind of spiritual thing that you're living in. And uh, my spirit living in you is more powerful. 
And I just think that was a specific word of the Lord for us in that place. But it's a, it's also a great principle, yeah. you know, for us that no matter what you're facing, you're not, you're probably not coming. People are not like, going to the spiritual place. But, um, but whatever they're facing, the Holy Spirit in them is greater yeah. than that than that whatever the enemy has for us. But so we decided to go ahead and move into that place. And uh, with just an assurance that God's presence would be with us. And when we moved, right before we moved in, we asked the local church that we were working with to come and do a housewarming, mm-hmm. which uh, housewarming is yeah. like we might have in the U.S. Turkey, but, stuffing, yeah. pizza, what would the, you know. <laughs> Desserts and stuff. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, no, it's a prayer thing. So yeah. it's like, let's clean the house spiritually yeah. for, for this. And so they came and prayed over our house. And I told them what, it, what you know, that table with all the stuff, that the landlady had taken that stuff out. Mm. But I told them what had been there. And they began to pray and walk throughout the house, kind of just praying. And one guy leaned out the, the window up there on the second level and yelled something. And he, he started pulling this string. There was a string tied around the house, oh, which I hadn't yeah. even noticed, a white string as part of the practices uh, here in, in Thailand for spiritual protection around a place that's not... Spirit of God's protection, yeah, and um, and so and they found some other things that they they ripped these snake dragon wood snake dragon things off the wall. <laughs> we had a little burning party out yeah. in the front yard, but uh, but 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 before our kids went to bed that night, you know, even though that that team had been there and we prayed and everything, I just you know we prayed, had our devotional time, and then I put my hands on their doorposts and before they went to sleep, and I and I prayed for God's protection around them and God's spirit to be with our, our house. And I, every night, every morning, it was like my, my prayer time was really good in those first, yeah, in those first weeks there in that house. Uh, so, yeah, that was, uh, we're not in Kansas anymore time. Uh, and that was just the beginning of a, the very beginning. Yeah. Now, what happened after, you know, after did things get better at the house? Did you feel like it was, it was slowly, you know, was it changing? Yeah. And then, you know, you... I'm sure you guys have some stories of things that had happened at that house. You were in Thailand for yeah, well, almost 30 years yeah, now. Yeah, almost so. 30 years now. So, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, not immediately. I just felt like we had to pray a lot, you know. But, you know, the more uh, we prayed and the more we worshiped God in that house, the more that you sensed and felt the peace yeah. and God's presence. I, I believe that's a, that's, a, that's a spiritual principle as well. The more time we spend with the Lord, and that works within us mm-hmm. as well. The more time we spend with Him, the more His His atmosphere fills our place, and and that happened with our house. That house became a place where we had Bible studies, where we had people come to Jesus, we had wow, people called God. into ministry in that house, and and it was a house that really belonged to God. So and it started with prayer. It sounds like started with prayer, and it continued with, continued prayer. with prayer. Yeah, good. Yeah. And so that that's just become kind of a principle. One of the principles of our life is that whenever we move or buy a car or get into a new you know ministry, is just to bathe like this place right here. We've just spent time, mm-hmm. you know, in prayer and and just bathing this place in prayer and praying that the spirit of God would rest powerfully. Yeah. Well, I think you know. I think we can, like you said before, you you believed in prayer. You know, but this when you come up against stuff like that, you really kind of see the need for, for directed Holy Spirit led 
you know, prayer. And so I, I'm sure, you know, as a missionary, as if you're watching this, you know, leaders, anybody that's walking out the, their Christian faith, you're going to have ups and downs, mountains, valleys, different things like that. Um, what was it for you uh, in your time here in Thailand that really started to get you to transition um, into what you're doing now with Change the Map? Right. So I'm sure, you know, 30 years of, of ministry here in Thailand, you know, I'm sure you've seen a lot of really cool stuff. But why? Why now? Why change the map? Why are you saying, hey, guys, we need we need more. We need more prayer. Yeah. Well, um, after about 20 years of ministry in northern Thailand, um, I was asked by my leadership, my missions leadership to be kind of a personnel. We call it area director for five countries surrounding Thailand. And, Which um, countries? Yes, Vietnam, Cambodia, Laos, Thailand, and Myanmar. So those are the Buddhist countries here in, in Southeast Asia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so when I was asked, uh, they, they actually asked me to fly out of Chiang Mai and go to Bangkok and meet with them. And uh, it was uh, my, my regional director and my uh, executive director. And I, immediately I said, no, 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 no. I'm, I love Thailand. I love ministry in Thailand. I love to preach and teach in Thai and all of my relationships. I want to retire here, you know, and all that stuff. Uh, I can't imagine myself, you know, I'm not interested in Vietnam. You know? Yeah, sure, <laughs> sorry, sure. You know, sorry. Yeah, you went to Thailand for a reason, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, it's you different language. Thailand. Yeah. I'm not going to start another language, you know. And, um, uh, but they said to me, Hey, you can't, you know, you're a Pentecostal, you know, missionary. You, <laughs> yeah. you can't, you can't say no without, without prayer. So they said, go back to Chiang Mai, pray about it, and then get back to us in a couple of weeks. So I went back to Chiang Mai and uh, Janie and I, uh, my wife and I, we, we began to fast and pray over this. And uh, I tried to be sincere about prayer. I didn't want, really, I didn't want <laughs> yeah, the, the yeah. thing. And, but I thought, you know, I need to learn a little bit more about these surrounding countries. So uh, in this just brief time, it, and it took like five minutes of searching on my, you know, on the internet about what is these five countries are like. I saw a CIA map, map which breaks down by religion, the whole world by, by religion, a global map. And, you know, the only place in the entire world where there is a 50% uh, population and higher, uh, pretty much was was our five countries. Fifty uh, percent uh, or higher Buddhist population was our five countries. So, I mean, when I looked at this global map, you know, like, like this map, like where we're looking at, the only this this these little spot just showed up as the only dark spot on the yeah, globe. Yeah, just like dark red in this little place yeah. because our countries. I mean. More than 50%, right? Some of these More, countries yeah. were in the 90s yeah, for a lot of in, the places in, Thailand, in, yeah, in Southeast Asia. Some of the others, yeah. Um, yeah, there's others, Sri Lanka, uh, there's uh, Bhutan, there's, you know, there's Tibet, Pet, Tibetan part of China, and mm. there's uh, Mongolia. And even, you know, there's uh, Japan and Taiwan and Korea, and those places have a high numbers of Buddhists, but uh, our part was just the one that just was the highest bullseye in the middle of the map. And as I looked at it, just something about that just made me think, you know, there's just such a huge job. God loves the Buddhist world and it shouldn't be this way. And the change the map thought came to my mind. This before I even took the role of area director, but I knew that God was saying, you know what? someone's got to do something and you're the guy that needs to really highlight this. And that, that led me to say yes to the area director role. And, um, 
and, and, and with the change the map concept in mind. And so the first uh, event that we had as area director leaders back in 2012 was in Siem Reap, Cambodia. And yeah, I remember that. We were there. Our family yeah, was there when we yeah. were serving in Laos. So you guys Laos. were in Laos? Yeah, when we were in Laos, we came across for the area meetings. and Yeah, there's like 100 people there yeah. or something. Yeah. And um, it was a great time, but I presented this, you know, and I showed the map, mm. that CIA map, and I said, uh, you know, this, this is where we live. And, uh, and I believe that God is God's passionate to reach every single person of the world. And he's passionate to reach the Buddhist world. And so our role is to join hands with God to change the map. And that means the spiritual map, uh, of the, uh, of the Buddhist world. And so I challenged the missionaries at that time. I said, you know what? I have worked in, Ta- in Chiang Mai for 19 years, 12, almost 20 years. And we accomplished, you know, some things. We planted some churches. We saw some advance. We saw some some progress. But um, uh, still, we barely kept up with the birth rate. Mm. And I realized that human effort is just not going to do this. More more people like me are not going to change the map, really. Uh, But what it's going to take is something supernatural. And I realized... I need prayer. In fact, we need to pray. We yeah. need to pray. We need to seek God. And so I challenged the missionaries, I challenged you guys, your mm-hmm. family, and yeah. so forth at that conference. Hey, as missionaries, prayer is so important. We need to pray. And so in order to change the map, let's just start praying more. And I started producing these monthly letters and sending them out called Change the Map, I changed, called yeah. way back then, uh, and uh, challenging each of the missionaries. And I hope you I hope you guys were praying. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Even if I wasn't, I'm still going to say I was. But I I was, I was, I was. Okay, Okay. well, I'm not your boss now. (laughs) Yeah, okay, okay, we're good. (laughs) So, yeah, so that's how it's all started. Okay, cool. Um, So I know, I think, as you mentioned, it started with the missionaries. And I think as missionaries, you know, we we all believe in prayer. We know churches are praying for us. We're praying for churches. Um, You know, I think we all kind of get it. But what... Was there something that happened that just kind of started to shift your mind towards intercession and towards, you know, this is really what we need for breakthrough, that people are working, people are, you know, whether you're a missionary or a church planner or there's, you know, local pastors on the ground, you know, stuff is happening, people are fighting, but we need an extra, we need an extra push. Was there something that kind of flipped that switch in your mind? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, change the map really do, is a lot different than what that what it started out to be. It started out to be just challenging missionaries to pray more, which is great, and we need that. Yeah. But a couple of years into it, one of our missionary families wrote to me and said, "Hey, I've been sending these change the map monthly things to our supporters and asking them to pray along with us, and our supporters like it, and so we should do this. We should send it to our supporters." And I thought. Duh, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, my More vision prayer, is just yeah. kind of like this, but yeah. they're saying, no, 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 let's get, let's get people involved in prayer and yeah. let's get all our supporters involved in prayer too. And at the same time, I, I had the, the spirit of the Lord just touched my heart with this passage and you sort of alluded to it where with, uh, with the, you know, the people trying hard, the missionaries are trying hard, the work, Christian workers are trying hard. Um, uh, that, that story of Moses as he leads the people out of Egypt, they just cross the Red Sea, and they have their very first war 
against the Amalekites, the story of when Moses goes up and raises the staff of prayer while Joshua's down there in the valley fighting. So what happened was um, we learned the staff was more powerful than the sword. So yeah. uh, Joshua... Uh, had the responsibility of taking all these Israelites who I don't think has ever, they've never been an army before. Building buildings and farming and doing all that stuff in right. Egypt, you know. Right. And so I'm sure Pharaoh didn't, uh, you know. Have, who, who, knows? Knows? <laughs> who knows? Somebody who knows? knows. Yeah. I'm not that guy. Yeah. I don't know. But <laughs> So as they're, as they're leaving the Red Sea and starting to make their way across the desert, uh, the Amalekites get the stragglers and they're robbing the stragglers and things. So that creates this this war, this uh, skirmish, the very first battle. And uh, so as the two uh, opposing armies are fighting each other in the valley, Moses is inspired to go up to the top and, and raise his staff to the Lord and pray. And uh, we read and understand that when the staff came down, his arms got tired, whatever, his staff came down, uh, the sword didn't succeed. The, mm. the battle was being lost. Mm. And when the, when the staff was up, the battle was being won. I'm sure the, the people in the battle, they were trying just as hard as they were before. Yeah. But they could not win when the staff was not up in the air. And wow, Moses and Aaron and her helped Moses keep the staff up. And eventually they won because of the staff, not because of the sword. And I put my and I found myself in that story. Mm. I'm the one in the valley carrying the sword, fighting the battles. Um, we're not. This is spiritually we're talking about. Yeah. We're, we're fighting the battles, uh, and um, and we're not winning. And uh, I've I've sort of experienced that for 20 years. Yeah. At that at that time, 20 plus years, and um, and 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 I felt like you know what we need is we need people holding up that staff of God mm. on, on behalf of those who are in the, in, in the trenches and kind of the boots on the ground. Yeah. We, we're now kind of terming it the boots on the ground versus the knees on the ground. Yeah. But um, the staff in this, the, the spiritual principle is the staff is more powerful than the sword. Yeah. We're representing the sword here as workers, you know, the, the, the pastors, the church of the believers who are working in the Buddhist world are representing that day-to-day -day battle. But we need people lifting up that staff of God in prayer for us. And so that challenged us to start just sending this out to people. It's expanded our vision as we see thousands of people begin to recognize the battle that's taking place yeah. and pray over that battle, we're going to see the, 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 we're going to see some victories take place in the spiritual realms. Yeah. I, I feel like, you know, we've, we've had a few hundred years of missionaries kind of trickling in, you know, we'd love to have more missionaries yeah, obviously, but yeah. we've had missionaries in this part of the world for a few hundred years now. Yeah. And it's it's move, it feels like the gospel's moving at a snail's pace. You know that's true you everywhere know? in the Buddhist world. Yeah. Um, except South Korea had this uh, had a big thing happen, and and there were there's some other extenuating circumstances mm -hmm. around that. But everywhere in the Buddhist world, it's challenging. I mean, so it's less than one two percent in yeah, our, like in our here. countries. Yeah, yeah. And there's been it's never been illegal to be missionaries here in Thailand. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, it's a very very challenging um, battlefield. Yeah, and it, and it kind of makes you think, you know, could you imagine of what what progress we could have seen over these last few hundred years if in addition to the people 
you know, being led by the spirit, you know, we've got great missionaries. We've had great missionaries serving in this part of the world. And so we've seen victories, but it, it kind of makes you think, man, could you imagine what we, we could have seen if we had tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people, you know, praying daily yeah. for this spiritual, because there's, there's tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of Buddhists praying daily, yeah. right? Can you imagine what yeah. we could have seen? Um, and so I think that's kind of what is leading us into the future of just like, wow, we, we know that stuff is happening, but can we, you know, do we have faith to see, to believe for what, what could happen if we just really yeah. committed time to, to yeah. prayer? Yeah. I believe that's the key that that's, uh, to, 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 to really accept that belief, we have to recognize, and we workers here on the, on the ground, we have to recognize those guys back there who are on their knees praying are more significant to the yeah. outcome of the battle than our efforts on this side. I'm, uh, you know, I believe that's true. Yeah. And, and I believe that uh, when there are tens of thousands of people on their knees, there's going to be a change. Yeah. That map is going to change. Yeah. Yeah, this is a spiritual battle we're fighting, and we need to fight it in a spiritual way. <laughs> you know, yep. you know. So, so, so we've heard this. You know, um, can you give us just a quick tidbit on just how many people are we talking about here? I mean, there's when we talk about the Buddhist world, this is a big group of people that yeah. we're talking about. Yeah, it's hard to. Uh, it's sometimes it's hard to quantify the number of Buddhists because sure. defining. Uh, Buddhist, but there's uh, roughly most missiologists uh, believe about a billion uh, Buddhists in the world. Most of them are in in eight countries in Asia. Uh, so it's a billion people is a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, and the, we it's it's kind of not crazy to me, but I know when I first started getting into this with some of the resources, you know, the resource side of things, you know, see, knowing that there's over a billion people living in the Buddhist world, you know, people that are that are uh, living this way, believing this way, you know, designing the way they think they're, they're designing their spirituality around these concepts of Buddhism. And when I started looking through, okay, how do I pray for Buddhists? You know, this change the map thing, you know, this, this sounds great. You know what we're doing here, but how do we, how do we get more? And so you start, I started searching all over the internet and there may be one article on this side. There may be a, a one podcast here from this missions organization, you know, maybe a pastor preached on praying for a specific country over here, but there was no place uh, where you could learn about Buddhism and how to reach Buddhists. There's no one place with all these different resources. That, that was a part of my, of my experience too, because when I got to that place of saying, look at this map, you know, yeah. well, something has to happen. Someone's got to do something to bring the attention of this to, to, to the praying world. And I, when I kept saying that, you know, the, <laughs> yeah. the, I couldn't find anyone yeah. out there that was that was really doing it on on the Buddhist wide level. And then that's where the finger kind of pointed back yeah. at myself and says, you know, somebody's hey, got to do you. this. And God pats you on the back. Yeah. You know, thanks for volunteering. You right. know, <laughs> one of those. Um, I yeah, I couldn't believe it. I could not believe that we had you know um, all the different missions organizations, thousands of missionaries you know, church planners, you know, all of this kind of stuff focused toward the Buddhist world, but there was no place for us to, to pray, to learn to pray, to learn, you know, some of these concepts of Buddhism. I could not believe it because you can find stuff on all these other different religions, yeah. you know, but, um, but so I, I definitely think that change the map is, is needed. And, 
Um, you've kind of shared some of the spiritual darkness, some of the heaviness, some of the reasons why you got me right. You got our, our listeners here, our, our viewers here, you know, how do we get involved? What are we to do from here? You know, this is heavy, kind of heavy stuff, you know, um, what, what do we do? Well, I, what you are we know, supposed to do? There's just uh, there's just a ton of things that that Change the Map has started doing over the past uh, few years. And Josh, you you're you're the, the guy that probably works harder than anybody else on all this stuff. Thanks for you know the stuff you do on on social media, and we're sending out monthly prayer guides, and we're trying to you know get better at that with yeah. these podcasts. Yeah. Now we're going to try to do regular uh, podcasts and weekly uh, prayer moments. Uh, but, um, you know, uh, over in the, the, the overview is that uh, believers, Christians, don't have to be told how important prayer is, really. Sure. Uh, but what they need is a cheerleader, someone to come behind and say, okay, let's pray, let's do this. And we need to be, I need to be prodded at times saying, yeah. uh, I, I've always known prayer is important, but I, I appreciate someone coming and saying, here's the need, here's how to pray. And so that's mm. what I see change the map uh, being. I see us as a cheerleader for the tens of thousands of folks that are out there uh, on their knees praying and saying, here's what's happening today in the Buddhist world. Yeah. Here are the needs. Here are ways you can pray specifically for Buddhists. Um, and would you do it, would do yeah. it, do it. So kind of the cheerleader saying, man, go for it. Pray, pray, pray. Because when you do, that's going to change the map. Yeah. I mean, you don't, it's the old thing, you know, you don't know what you don't know. Right. Yeah. And so it's, it's kind of hard to have, uh, a passion for something. It's not that, that, you know, before I came to Asia, you know, 10 years ago, it wasn't that I didn't care about the Buddhist world. I didn't know anything about the Buddhist world. I know much more now than I did, yeah. you know, when I started. But I think for a lot of people, they would say, you know, this sounds great, but I, I need some help. You know, I don't know how to start praying. I don't even know where to begin when it comes to some of this stuff. I don't know anything. And I think um, that's where a big part of change the map comes in that we're yeah. able to, to give people. If you, you know, for our listeners and viewers, uh, our YouTube channel, um, we've got videos on ex explaining a lot of this kind of stuff, yeah. explaining some of these spiritual yeah. principles. We've got, um, ways to pray for different Buddhist cities. We've got a lot of kind of, a lot of stuff on there. And so, um, you know, I think our hope is that we're not just telling people to pray, but we're showing them how, and as they see these people, here as they experience some of this stuff that they're just naturally going to have a heart for it because God has a heart. For yeah, it. that's right. And so can we I, just want to get I make that a big there. ask here. Yeah, can I yeah do of course. Um, uh, this is your name on the, on the book. Oh, you get to do whatever you want. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to ask about, my book, <laughs> Don't ask about I mean, the book, but yeah, yeah. go so, ahead. And, yeah, and do your so big my ask. big ask would be, um, would be to ask people to go to the, the weekly prayer moments. So we're going to start, we're starting to produce weekly prayer moments every Monday. We'll release those and ask, but my passion is to see 50,000 people praying every single week, mm -hmm. whether that's Monday or whatever it is. Sure. But we're going to release a prayer moment, a new prayer moment every Monday that's going to uh, have a prayer, present a prayer need, a current need, and then uh, ask you to pray with us. And uh, I believe that as we see 50,000 people joining us on that prayer moment, uh, that, that that's going to really uh, make a powerful difference in the spiritual Buddhist world. Yeah, and these prayer moments, these are, this is not a two-hour 
course on Buddhism. I mean, we're, these prayer minute, moments are moments. Yeah, minute, they're just a few, just, few just a few minutes um, every Monday. Uh, they'll be released, and you can get that by signing up on the website, uh, change www.changethemap.net. Um, but also, if you subscribe to the podcast, um, you'll also get those prayer moments on a weekly basis, the audio versions. But we've also also have the prayer points and we'll have links and stuff like that in the email if you subscribe to the, the mailing list. Okay. Yeah. And so we have lots of stories, lots of great guests that are going to talk about uh, things happening in the Buddhist world. We're going to talk about Buddhism itself and how, you know, what uh, that's all about. And... Um, People are going to be surprised. Yeah, People are, <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, I'm folks excited. are going to be really surprised at at how uh, you know Buddhism impacts people's lives. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited, and so um, I think we're going to wrap it up here, Mark. Um, but we just want to thank you guys for for joining us on this first episode. Please like and subscribe uh, to the podcast to the YouTube channel. Um, we. We really are. We're not just saying that because like this is our, our thing. Like we are really excited about all of the content that's going to be coming out. Um, we really feel like it's going to benefit you in your prayer life. It's going to benefit your your church, your missions organization. Um, we really believe that these stories are going to build faith. Um, we've got some great uh, guests coming on this year. And so please go ahead and, and subscribe. And thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, is there anything else you want to yeah. add before we sign off? Mark? Yeah, this is all about prayer. So can we yeah. can we close with prayer? Can yes, do let's that? do it. Father in heaven, we thank you for your love and your passion that none perish, but all come to repentance. And thank you, Lord, that you are passionate to reach everyone in the world and you are passionate to reach Buddhists. And I pray that you would stir our hearts, stir our hearts to be faithful at holding the staff of God high over those who are who are working in the Buddhist world and in in uh, whether that's in the U.S. where wherever that is in the world, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name that Your Holy Spirit would be active and alive in opening hearts, in opening spiritual eyes, in opening lives to Your saving grace. And we pray that uh, you'll use us, use Change the Map to, to inspire and to encourage people to pray. And we pray that you would bless those who are on their knees, Lord, with, a, with revelation from yourself, with anointing from yourself uh, through their prayers. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Change the Map podcast. For more information, visit www.changethemap.net.